When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? How are we doing? Good to have you back. Appreciate you guys hanging out with me, listening to me, supporting me. It means the world, and I'm glad that I'm able to give something back. So today what I want to talk about is this idea of actually upgrading the software in your brain, which is, I, I talk about it a lot, but I'm going to focus on a few things in particular today. I'm always looking for new ways to like change how I look at the world. I'm always trying to find new ways to play with my perception, to play with, you know, I get to create the reality that I live in. And it sounds trite to say that, but it's, it's true. Like what I choose to focus on is going to seem real to me, right? You look at people with all these crazy, crazy, absurd, delusional beliefs that life is a certain way. And you look at them and you think, man, they're nuts. I'm glad I have it figured out. Those people are looking at you the same way. They think that you're crazy and they're like, they're glad, they're glad that they're on the right side. They've got everything worked out. They've got it figured out. They know what's going on. So it really just comes down to, to what we decide to believe. And obviously there's some, you know, laws of reality that, that impact us no matter what, especially the law of cause and effect. We don't get to get away with the consequences uh, or without suffering the consequences of our actions, but we can interpret the consequences of those actions in such a way that we are able to continue um, deluding ourselves, which is super interesting, I think. Um, it's called the confirmation bias. We see what we want to see. And because of that, you can look at that in a few different ways. You can look at it and go, oh, well, you know, nothing's real. We don't know what's real. And you can get into the philosophical debate, which is fine. Or you can look at it practically and say, well, if, if nothing's real, ultimately, if I'm suffering, if I'm uncomfortable, it's, it's because I've chosen to be. It's because I've decided to be. If I know I have the power to change how I look at my life and I don't do it, that's my fault. It's nobody's fault but my own. And I had this a few months ago where I sat down and was like, you know what? I'm too smart to be broke. I'm too smart to not be making more money. How do I make more money? And I tripled my income overnight. Because I sat down and I thought about it logically. And then it occurred to me, you know what? Why don't I do that with happiness? So I sat down recently and said, okay, why am I not happier? Like, I wasn't depressed, but I wasn't, I just, I wasn't fulfilled. I wasn't terribly happy. I was like, I'm, I'm smart. I should be able to figure out why I'm not ha happy, and I should be able to figure out ways to overcome that. So I sat down for a while, and I thought about it. And what I came up with is very personal to me, so I'm not going to share it just because it, it may or may not apply. It's, it's not worth getting into. But the thing is that, like, I thought of multiple things that I could change and that I could work on that um, either were holding me back or, you know, I could, I could add back in to my life that I hadn't been doing. And it was, a, it was a very um, inspirational, well, that's not the right word. It was a very interesting thing for me. It was uh, enlightening because I realized a lot of stuff about myself. And I think that that's super valuable is to take time and figure out like, why am I not happy or why am I stuck in this, in this loop or whatever? And we all torture ourselves with these ideas. But how often do you sit down and say, I'm going to figure this out. I'm actually going to sit down for like the next hour or two. And I'm just going to sit here. I'm not going to use my phone unless it's to look up something. Like if I need to Google something, I need to do research. That's fine. I'm going to sit here with a notepad. I'm going to write down everything holding me back. I'm going to figure out why I'm not further ahead in life. Why I'm not happier. Why I don't have the relationship I want. Why I don't have more friends. Like, like whatever it is that's holding you back. Super important. And it's also important to look at the systems, your systems of thinking, the way that you process information, what paradigms do you use um, to view the world through. And so I'm going to talk about a few of those. The first one I want to talk about, I thought this is really interesting. I read this a few days ago. And it said basically, like, don't ask why your life sucks. Um, I'm paraphrasing, but it's like, don't ask so much, like, why is your life not where you want it to be? Why does it suck? Why is it all these bad things? Instead, ask yourself, why is my life not worse? Because it could be worse. It could be a lot worse, but it isn't. Why? That's actually a really good question. Because when you start thinking of, like, what am I actually doing right, you start to bring clarity to the strengths that you have. 
um, to the things that you bring to the table. You get a better understanding of, of what makes you a powerful person, of what gives you influence over life, of what has allowed you to survive, of what has allowed you to succeed, you know, to, to whatever extent that you have. <clears throat> This is, this is a very important question to ask because it's, it's easy to fixate on the negative and say like, oh, these bad things are happening to me. I don't have any control over it. And like, we're just wired that way. Like we're, we're hardwired to focus on the negative stuff because our brain wants to fix it. And that's fine. However, it's really important that we take control of our own mind and say, you know, what are the things that are actually going right? Because it's going to do a lot of things for you. For one, it's going to make you feel better about life in general because you shift your attention from the negative to the positive. Now you're looking specifically at what is right with you, all the things that you've done correctly. And it may be hard to find them at first. You may struggle to find two or three. But after you do this a couple days in a row, you'll be thinking of 15, 20. You'll have a hard time stopping, right? Like you find all these things that you, it makes you feel grateful. It makes you feel proud. It makes you feel excited. It makes you feel good. So I definitely encourage this, but it's, it's an interesting paradigm shift. Like instead of like, oh man, I can't figure out like why I can't get ahead. Well, you're doing better than somebody. Okay. And I'm not saying that in like the cliche, like, oh, we'll be grateful for what you have. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm implying is that you are doing better than some people. So try to figure out why and get better at those things that sets you apart from those people. Right. Like it may be something simple. It may be like, you know, you, you got lucky, you were born in the right spot. Um, you had a certain opportunity that you took, whatever. Okay, that's fine, but you can still learn from that. You can still grow from that. You can still find ways to bring more of that to the table or to lean into those, those things. Um, another thing that I've, I've, I've looked at a lot, and I'm speaking from experience, also speaking from, you know, just talking to other people. <clears throat> One of the things, the questions that you ask yourself are so important. So a, a good example of this is relationships. You know, people go through a breakup and, you know, there's a predictable loop of despair. And <laughs> you're looking at like, oh, man, I'll never find anybody like him or her. I'll never, you know, I'll never be the same. And like, it's all miserable, depressing, like self-defacing. And you, it, it's easy to come out of a bad breakup and feel scared to date again. It feels, it, it, it's easy to come out of that and to be burned and be like, oh, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to struggle to find anyone else. I don't know if I can you know, pull that off again, like I'm not going to find a good partner. I'm not going to find them to, to begin with. And then if I do, then I'm not going to be able to, you know, initiate that relationship. And even if I do, if, even if the stars align and things work out for me, um, I'm, you know, they're probably going to leave me the same way or I'm going to have, they're going to be crazy. I'm going to have to leave them or, you know, it's really easy to get stuck in that. And I've caught myself doing it too. And I, I, I see a lot of other people do it too. And it's interesting, sometimes when you talk to a lot of people and see the, the, the patterns in their behavior, you see the common thread of like what's screwing them up, like you see that and it's like, oh, it's obvious when it's, you know, hundreds of other people. But then it's like, oh, wait a second, actually I do the same thing. Um, so one thing that I noticed is that, that that's the tendency to fall into that. And I don't think that I'm, that's anything groundbreaking there. What I realized though, is that it doesn't make any sense like it's easy to get stuck in that. It's, it's easy, but it doesn't make any sense. And I had been caught in that for a while. And I was like, yeah, you know, it, it's, it's unlikely that I'll, I'll find anybody that suits my personality the way that the last six people did. <laughs> it's like, oh, they're so rare. And it's like, no, it's, I, 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 you ignore the fact that you've had success in the past. You ignore the fact that you've met these people before. You ignore the fact that like, you know, even sometimes like you progressively, you know, trade up. And maybe that wasn't the case for you specifically, but it, it's, it's, it's important to understand, like, look, instead of asking yourself, well, why did that have to happen? Why did that, that bad thing happen to me? It's important to shift your perspective a little bit and ask, well, and again, not to be trite, but what, what could I have done better? And also to understand that you're actually coming into the game with a huge advantage now. You know, it's easy to look at breakups and say, well, I'm at a disadvantage because I just went through all this crap. I have all this, you know, baggage and whatever else. It's like, well, you should be better at dating, though. Like, on a real level, you should be better at finding, selecting, um, you know, qualifying and, you know, a, a, a big seducing, for lack of a better word, you know, somebody that you're interested in. You should be better at it because you have more practice with it now. And it's, I, I just see so many people that spiral out and they're like they just can't get their head around that like no she was the only one no he was special blah blah like were they though like 
there's billions of people on the planet. You've met a few hundred, a few thousand. And out of that, out of those, there were a couple people that you were interested in. One of them happened to be the, the best from your perspective. But like, you, okay, then go meet another couple thousand people. You'll find more. Like they're, they're everywhere. People are everywhere. What's better is that you can learn what is it that you like about this person or that person? What do you not like? You get better at filtering out. You get better at qualifying. You're able to analyze, okay, if, if I like this specific type of person, where is that person most likely to be? You know, and then you start to get better at filtering out the red flags and you start to, you know, you, you gain more confidence because you just think, you know, I've done this before. I can do it again. It's the same thing with the job. It's the same thing with some kind of career. It doesn't make sense to move into something and sit there and just follow the normal path, right? Because if you're smart, you can look at it and say, okay, I have a year of experience doing this now. I'm better at it. I may not be the best in the business here, but if I go to another company, they don't know that. Oh, yeah, I have a year experience. Okay, get hired on with the pay raise. Okay, get hired on into management position. You know, like that's, that, 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 that you got to learn how to play the game of life a little bit. And you can't do that if you don't analyze your own perspective, your own pers perception. I don't know why I'm struggling. This is why I don't do shows in the morning, because I can't talk. Um, but the point being that when you learn to really critically analyze yourself, not in a negative way, but in a, in a realistic way, when you really try to apply critical thinking to everything that you do, you start to work out all the crazy mess, like all the, the, the senseless stuff that, that is just kind of there that you just do. It's, it's a habit. You don't think about it. It's unconscious. It happens without you having any control over it. When you start to really dig into that stuff and fix it, weird stuff happens. Life gets better, like quickly too. So always be like, always take the time to sit back and, and ask yourself, why did I do that? Why did I think that way? Oh, because I felt this way. Okay, why? Like dig into that as much as possible because what you, you'll realize at some level is that underneath all of that, there is an unconscious urge that is trying to accomplish something. So for every negative thing that you do, every self-destructive tendency that you have, every toxic trait that you exhibit, it comes from you trying to do the right thing. It's a bad solution, it's a bad system that you have, but it's, it's there to solve a problem. And some part of you thinks that this is the best option I have, right? If you did, no, nobody makes a decision that they know is the worst choice for them, right? On some level, they thought that it was the best thing to do for whatever reason. Now, maybe in hindsight, they look back and think that was stupid. Maybe other people look at them in the present and say, you're stupid. Um, maybe they even kind of know that they're being dumb. But on some level, they, like, you know that you believe that what you did was the best, um, the best decision for, for whatever reason. Maybe you knew that your ex would probably leave you if you got back with them. But you thought that you would rather re you know, deal with that pain than the pain of regret. And that's, that's a valid thing, you know, like it's still stupid that you did it, but like, it, it's a valid thing. Like, yeah, like who wants to live with regret for their whole life? Who wants to live with like th that what if? And at some point you do that a few times and you realize actually it's okay to walk away. Um, but it, you know, to, to actually feel comfortable with that, in my opinion, it, it takes a certain amount of maturity. It takes a certain amount of experience of going through that a few times. But if you just go through the process over and over again, and, you know, whether it's jobs, relationships, or just, you know, whatever it is, if you just go through the process and you're not critically thinking about it, if you're not paying attention to what's going on around you, to the systems that are in place, to the way that people react to you, to the, the, the results that your actions produce, if you're not really analyzing that stuff, like you're screwed. Like it doesn't matter what, what self-help book you read. You're not going to be successful. You're not going to be happy. You're not going to be like anything that you want to be. If you don't learn to shift your attention into um, a certain present state of, of, of being realistic. And what I mean by that is it's easy to say, well, this, this thing that I did today won't really affect me that much, right? I want to be super ripped. I want to be in great shape. I want to look like a movie star. I want to look like Jack. I want, I want to be awesome. But then, like, you don't work out that hard. You know, like, but the, the, when you're at the gym today, like, you either don't go or you don't work as hard as you know you could. You don't push yourself as far as you could. 
you you give up early or you you you, re, you leave something there like you could have done more and you know you, you know it right and then you go home and you eat junk food that you shouldn't right and it's like ah oh, it's just a little bit it's not that big of a deal it's not going to hurt me in the long run it is going to hurt you in the long run you have to like stop it, it's important to shift from focusing on the future and like what you want to have happen and just put all of your attention on right now what what are you doing right now because I don't need to tell you if you're sitting there eating junk food that you need to not do that. It doesn't align with your goals. I don't know what your goals are. I can tell you that eating bad food is not helping it, right? I can tell you that scrolling on TikTok is not going to move you closer to your goals. I don't, I don't know what those goals are. I don't give a fuck. I know, like You on some intuitive level understand this as well. The reason that you still do these things is because you're not paying attention. That's where like all this this stuff about like here's how you form better habits, here's how you here's how you break bad habits, here's what you need to do to be successful and to get ahead in life. And it really comes down to just like stop being dumb. And I don't mean that in a degrading way. I'm dumb too. I do stupid shit all the time. There's there I'm not gonna deny that at all. I think it's funny sometimes. Like there's what, what are you gonna do besides laugh at it? Because you look back at the stuff you did a couple months ago, a couple years ago, it's like that was that was dumb. That was that was awful. Um, I hate that, but realistically look at yourself and say, listen, in what I'm doing right now, is this going to produce an effect that I actually want? And if the answer is no, just stop doing it. Go do something else. When you shift your attention, instead of sitting there fantasizing about what you want out of life while you're scrolling on TikTok or Instagram, if you instead bring that energy and focus into what am I doing right now, you'll realize that you're wasting your time. It becomes obvious. You don't have to, you don't need any motivation tricks. You don't need any hacks. You don't need anything crazy. Once you, it doesn't resonate with you anymore and you realize this is actually stupid, you just stop doing it, right? And maybe you don't like immediately become the person that you want to be just by not spending as much time on social media, but you make a habit of doing that with everything. So every time you eat junk food, you're like, this actually doesn't make sense. This actually just it doesn't feel right anymore, right? You start to lose that impulse to go do self-destructive things. You know, you're talking to somebody that you know is a waste of time. It's like, yeah, like, actually, this, this is like, I know intellectually it's a waste of time, but I keep doing it. Why? Well, because some part of you unconsciously is pushing you towards that person for whatever reason. But once you start to become aware of how useless they are in your life and i'm not saying that people are useless but maybe in your particular case like they don't qualify for what you're looking for and you're just you're stuck in a loop and some kind of vicious cycle you know once you once it really sinks in that that's this is a waste of time you don't waste the time anymore and it all has to do with just how you see things it's again it's shifting that perspective because some part of you unconsciously thinks that what you're doing right now is the best decision so if you're stuck if you have a bad habit of eating junk food if you have a bad habit of watching too much tv spending too much time on social media you keep going back to your ex you keep chasing the wrong people you know you shouldn't you're not going to the gym you're, you're not getting enough sleep at night you're like you're not doing any of the things that you need to do part of you thinks that this is the best thing to do some like level of your unconscious awareness there's some little piece of you that's going this best serves me for the future otherwise you wouldn't do it okay so part of just you know the the reintegration of the whole psyche is to take the time to get to know all the different parts of your brain all the different parts of your consciousness and you're that's a lifelong journey but there's all this separation because we like to look at the part of ourselves that, that does the things we don't like. We like to look at that as like our animal impulse. And it's like, it's not really us. Like we just, we screw up sometimes. And so we, we push it to the side and it creates this separation. It creates this sense of like, you know, this is a different person almost. And it's like, it's still your brain. It's still your consciousness. But now it's, it feels isolated and it's working on its own. It's still doing the same thing. It's unconscious. You're not aware of it. So now it's sabotaging you. And it's not trying to sabotage you. It just thinks that this is the best solution and you've severed ties to it because you're trying to ignore the fact that you're doing things that you don't want to do. Or excuse me, that you're trying to ignore the fact that you're doing things you know you shouldn't be doing. My bad. Um, so it's easy to look at, like, it, it's easy to push those things aside when you say, well, I shouldn't have slept with that person or I shouldn't have skipped my workout or I shouldn't have eaten that or I should have gone to bed earlier, or I shouldn't have lied, whatever. It's so much easier to just push that to the side and say, well, that's unusual for me. That's not what I normally do. Like that, 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 that's a um, deviation from the baseline. That's, that, that was a unique, that was the exception, not the rule. And it's like, it's easy to do that. 
because we don't we want to have the sense that we we are a good person we want to have a sense that we are a um, reliable person that we're that we're good that we we're doing things the right way because nobody wants to feel that they are just a screw up and that they don't have any idea how to not be a screw up nobody wants to feel that way the brain's going to work very hard to convince you otherwise actually so when you understand this, you understand that part of you thinks that the things that you're doing are beneficial to you. Well, now you just have to start figuring out why. Because once you bring light to it, once you integrate that part, once you stop pushing it to the side, you stop ignoring the little lies that you tell yourself, once you stop letting yourself off the hook when you lie to yourself, because you do constantly, that's part of how the unconscious works. Like you can't stop it from happening, but you can bring more awareness to the things that are destructive and you can start to mitigate that, um, those things. But when you understand that, look, you know, part of me thinks that this is the best solution. I'm going back to my ex. Why? Maybe part of you doesn't think that you can do any better. Maybe you think that that is they have the scarcity mindset. It's like, that's the best I can do. Or they're so unique. I'll never find anybody better than them. Or if I do, I won't be able to, to like get that person interested in me, you know, which is, again, ridiculous when you really think about it. When you take the fear out, the emotion out. And you take all of the social programming of like, oh, well, now I have, you know, this history or whatever. Nobody's going to want me. When you take that stuff out and you put it to the side and you realize, logically, I'm actually better off because now I have more experience in relationships, right? And I think men definitely get a little bit more leeway with this than, than women do. Um, but it's like, as I get older, I... Like, I understand people better. I have had more and more and more relationships. I've learned more and more lessons. I've, I've made more and more mistakes. Um, I've made a habit of correcting those mistakes. And so I've gotten better in each relationship I've been in, whether that was like short-term, long-term, or practically non-existent, whatever it was. You know, and there's so much ambiguity in that kind of stuff. But it's like, I'm learning from this, right? And realistically, that's that's making me a better person because, you know, yes, I'm, I'm part of me is, is adding on baggage is adding on, you know, past issues or trauma whatever. I don't know if you want to use that word, but at the same time, it's like, that's also just an opportunity for me to get better at processing trauma for me to get better at, um, not allowing things to affect me, learning to get better at moving on from the past learning to get better at, at healing, you know, like it's hard to learn how to heal if you don't have something to heal against. So maybe something, maybe all these little things that, that have hurt me throughout life, they didn't really give me a chance to heal because I'm like, I could just bury that. And it's not that big of a deal. Whereas something that's truly heartbreaking, that gives me a chance to actually overcome something real. Like that's painful. That hurts. It's, it's a real thing. So now I get a chance to actually apply the lessons I've learned and to actually really heal. And in doing that, I actually, um, you know, develop my character uh, in a way that I wouldn't have been able to before. I reached some sense of like, um, just like inner peace, because like now I've, I've made it a point that I'm going to create inner peace. And so now I start dealing with those little issues as well as the big ones. So now like the things that I was overlooking, you know, now I have a chance to dig into them and, and fix those as well. So it's like, it, I'm not saying that like, it's the goal to get broken up with and hurt. However, if it happened, it happened. You can't do anything about it. Like the past of the past, you can learn from it and take steps to mitigate the likelihood of it happening again. You can you can protect yourself in the, from you know those kind of situations in the future. But ultimately, like it's happened, it's done with. Like you can't do anything about that. So are you going to make? Are you going to use it to your advantage or or, or not? Are you going to make it useful to you, or are you just going to you know sit in your room and cry and watch reruns of that '70s show? Not that I'm against that, but like. It, it at the end of the day, like it's fine to do that to some extent, maybe, but you're you have a very short life, even if you live to be a thousand, even if we get the whole aging thing figured out, you live to be 10,000 years old in the grand scheme of things. That's nothing, and once it's over, it's over, right? Like, you don't get it back. And I would even zoom in a little bit further look, this time in your life is going to be over very soon, okay? So, like, if you're 25, for example, you're never going to be 25 again, you're only going to get older. If you're 45, you're, you're like, you might be thinking, oh, I wish I was 25 again. Yeah, but like you're never going to be 45 again. Wherever you're at, if you're a teenager, if you're 15, I don't know why I keep picking multiples of five. But if you're 15, for example, it's easy to say, oh, I can't wait till I get my life started. But you're never going to be 15 again. Like there's things that you can get out of that time in your life that you will never get again. 
right? And you know, it may be the lesson that you, you spent all your time looking forward to something that that wasn't there yet, and you wasted that whole um, time period. That may be what you get out of it. But like, it doesn't have to be. You can learn that lesson without wasting time. You can just internalize it and say, "Yeah, no, I'm just I'm going to live my life to the fullest. I'm going to find what are the best lessons I can learn at this stage of my life." You know, maybe I'm going through something. I'm homeless and I'm not I'm not doing so well. Okay, that sucks, and I'm not going to say I'm happy about it. Um, but am I going to wait to till some external thing happens for me before I decide to be happy, or am I going to decide to be happy now? and use the energy that that brings to push myself to do more than I could have if I was in a negative state? Am I going to show up and do everything that I possibly can? Am I going to do the work that I need to do? Am I going to think about my life in a way that I'm moving through it with intention versus reacting? You know, because most people take the path of least resistance. Things fall, things fall in their lap and they do whatever is easiest at the time. Like this is convenient, so I'll take this job. This is convenient, I'll take this relationship. Um, this person kind of likes me, so I guess I'll be their friend. You know, this, this car is the cheapest. I'll just buy that, whatever. Um, and, you know, it's like, I don't want to drive to the gym and eh, maybe I'll work out. I'll do some, I'll do some pushups at home. And it's, it's really easy to get stuck in that. And then people wonder why they don't move forward in life. And then they'll sit down and say, okay, well, I need to figure out how to get my shit together. Okay. So they'll, they'll like, they'll start to go to the gym and they'll, they'll decide I'm going to, I'm going to start a retirement account. I'm going to start saving. I'm going to start budgeting, whatever. And then life gets a little bit better, but then they don't understand why they're still not really succeeding. They're not really enjoying life. They're not really happy. It's like, cause you're taking advice from people that are not actually trying to help you or are not equipped to help you. I don't think that most of the advice that we get from people is malicious or like bad. Like, I don't think that they're trying to hurt us. I think most people, they don't understand. So if I go to somebody and say, listen, I want to be happier. And that person is not happy and that person doesn't understand the mechanics of what makes somebody happy. They can't help me, right? They may be happier than me. And maybe if I talk to them long enough, I'll get something out of that. But overall, they probably don't have the tools that I need. Same thing with money, same thing with relationships. That's been a huge frustration with me my whole life is that I want to ask people for advice on like relationships. I don't know a single person that has the relationship that I want. I know people that have certain aspects of it and I'll, I'll like tailor my questions for them. But even so, like, I don't want to take advice from people that are doing things differently than I like night and day different than I want to do them, you know, and it's your own path. Like you can get really good advice from somebody and make it your own. You can, you can take it and change it. You can do something with it that they didn't expect and that's fine, but you still have, they still have to have some credibility before they go into it. Right. Um, yeah, so that's like, it's, it's just very important to take the time to actually sit and think about yourself in a realistic way. So it, you're not doing yourself any favors by lying to yourself. And the thing is that we all lie to ourselves about a lot of stuff. Like we, we really do. We constantly lie to ourselves and we're not aware of it. And it's fine. That's how our brain works. There's no sense in raging against it. We can try to understand it. We can try to mitigate the negative effect that it has. So the confirmation bias, for example, will lie and tell ourselves we didn't see those things. You know, we only see what, what is convenient for us, what, what supports our narrative, what supports our belief structures. Um, you know, we'll tell ourselves, oh, I'm dressing up because I, I, I want to look nice for me. It's for me. No, it's not, it's for other people. It's 100% for other people. It's virtue signaling, status signaling. Um, you know, like it's all signaling. You know, nothing that you do for external reasons is, is just solely for you. We like to think it is. I'm wearing this shirt because I feel cute in it. Well, what does that mean? It means like, why do you feel attractive? Well, you wouldn't feel attractive if people weren't looking at you. So it's obviously drawing attention to you. So you want the attention of the opposite sex. Otherwise you wouldn't wear that. Oh no, it's just comfortable. So that's what you wear when you get home. No, it's not like you, 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 drop down to hoodie and baggy sweatpants like everybody else. Everybody takes their clothes off when they get home. I walk in the door and immediately throw my shirt off. And then like sometimes the pants are off too shortly after that. It just depends on like how relaxed I'm trying to get. Who wears clothes at home? Nobody does. Nobody wears clothes because they're comfortable. They wear clothes because they want to be seen a certain way, right? That's why you don't go into church wearing fishnets. Although if you do, Let's be friends because that sounds like a religion I can get behind. I want to know more about this church. But the point being, like, you don't dress up 
um, really fancy to go to your friend's sleepover, right? Like if you're just going to go, you know, like have a few drinks with your with your buds and sit down and watch TV, you're not going to put on a suit and tie. It's stupid. Oh, I feel I feel strong and dominant when I wear these. Dude, like it, it's all about the perception that you're creating in somebody else's mind. That's it. Everything that you do is for that. And I'm saying this because I want to spark something. I want you guys to start thinking about all the things you do. And I want you to ask yourself, why am I really doing this? And I want you to get to the bottom of these things. Because when you do, you're going to start to understand your motivations much better. And I think, I think it was Jordan Peterson that said, you know, if you don't know somebody's motivations, you, you, the, the only reliable way to figure it out is to look at the results. And you might think, well, what if they're just stupid and they have a bad system and they're not doing something um, in a sensible way? Like they're, they don't mean to get those results. If they're consistently getting those results, that is what they want, right? If I am consistently dating toxic women and I'm complaining that I'm being cheated on, some part of me wants that. Like I may not necessarily want to be cheated on, but I want so many of the things that go along with that, that, like, that chaos, that craziness. Like it's exciting for me. It's stimulating. It's, it's fun. It's interesting. It's whatever. You know, it's a challenge. What, whatever it is. Like there's something about that that actually I do enjoy. Maybe part of me does want to be cheated on. Maybe because I don't feel as though I could ever commit to somebody long enough um, to make it through a lifetime of marriage. So I hope that they just pull the plug because I don't want to be the one to break up with them. Let's just, let's get it out of the way. You know, maybe that's not the case. Maybe it's something else. Like there's any number of things, but w the point being that when you sit down and you actually start reflecting and evaluating yourself and asking the difficult questions and not letting yourself lie to yourself. Is that the right way to say that? Stop letting your brain lie to you. That's what I'm getting at. Okay. I had two cups of coffee before I did this because I knew that my brain's a little bit weird in the morning. Um, but yeah, th those are the main points that I want to make because I think that it sounds simple, but people don't do it. And even as much as I've talked about perception, perspective, um, and just, you know, the way that you look at things, the last few weeks alone, I've, I've realized so many things that I was doing that just don't make sense. And I look at, I'm thinking, wow, like what, what was I thinking? Like, how did, how did that click for me as being a good idea? And it's like, you don't want to beat yourself up because the version of you that did that was doing the best they could, right? Because again, you didn't make a decision thinking that it's the worst decision. You, you thought on some level it was the best decision that you can make, right? So it may have been misguided. It may have been kind of um, ignorant. It may have not been a good decision in general. It may have gotten you the wrong results. You may have overlooked something very important. But, like, you didn't do it with the intention of screwing your life up. You did it because you thought that, like, it was the best play you had, okay? And I think, you know, like, and maybe, like, you look back and you realize, actually, I only thought that because I was afraid. I was afraid of the consequences of, um, you know, doing something different. And that fear was what was most important to me at the time. I was more afraid of something happening if I didn't do that than I was if, um, you know, if everything went right. You know, whatever. Fear is a very powerful motivator. But again, you can use fear. If you understand that you're a fearful person, we'll flip it around. You know, like, oh, I'm, I'm afraid to start this business. I'm afraid to go talk to that person. I'm afraid to do X, Y, Z. I'm afraid to go to the gym because I'll be judged. I'll be, I'm afraid to do whatever. It's like, okay. And if you understand that that is the primary motivator in my life is fear, you may look at that and say, oh, that sucks. Like, I'm a coward. I'm a little, I'm a little wuss. Or you can say, okay, I understand that fear drives me. So let's go ahead. How do I, one, reduce my fear of the things that I know I need to do? That's step one. Two, how do I make myself afraid of all the things that I know I shouldn't be doing? That's really powerful because now you can leverage that primary motivator in order to move you away from anything that doesn't make sense for you to do. So like, instead of thinking like, oh, this junk food tastes delicious, it's like, oh, I'm afraid I'm going to die soon. I'm afraid that I'm going to die alone and unloved, actually, because I'm going to be unhealthy and nobody's going to like me. Or I'm afraid that I won't get to spend more time with my kids. I'm afraid I won't get to, you know, wh whatever it is, right? You say like, oh, I don't want to go talk to this person. Are you lonely? Are you afraid of dying alone? Okay, go fucking talk to them then. Like, which fear is greater? And you can learn to leverage that. You can learn to play with it. Just And it's the language that you use. It's the software that you use. So I was talking about updates earlier. Or upgrades. Upgrades, people. 
You got to use, you got to understand that like the software that your brain runs, the way you think about things is not set in stone. So if you've been stuck in a certain system for your entire life, your entire adult life, the last year, whatever it is, you can change it. Your brain is going to rearrange itself to, to fit into any box that you put it in. That's what it does. Your brain is like water. It's amazing. It physically restructures itself. It creates new neural pathways. It reorganizes itself. It'll, it will do crazy things to solve any problem that you put in front of it. I don't mean that it literally like changes like into the shape of a box, but it, it will it will fix itself. Like if you put yourself in a situation where you're overwhelmed, you don't know what to do, you're scared, you're stressed out, you don't have any skills, you don't have any 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 um, confidence. If you do that enough times, that same thing over and over again, you eventually get comfortable with it and you get good at it. That's just a law of nature. That's what humans are are known for. That's why we are in the position that we are. It's because we're very adaptable. So if there's something that you are not, <clears throat> you're not getting the results that you want and you're avoiding doing it, like now is the time to get back into it, to stop running from those things. Because yes, you may screw it up a few more times still, but you're going to get a little bit better each time. If you're paying any attention at all, you will get better. And so that brings me to my next point, which is kind of the, the opposite side of the coin. If you don't pay attention to life, if you don't pay attention to why you do what you do, you will look like everyone else who is stuck at the same job for however long, who is stuck in the same cycles for their whole life. They keep getting fired or they keep, they get to a job and they love it. And then after six months, they hate it. And all these people have all this drama and it's just drama everywhere. And everyone's out to get them and they go to the next place. And it's the same thing over and over again. And it's like, at some point, if you don't look at yourself and say, maybe I'm the problem, like you're, nobody's going to fix you. Nobody's coming to save you. I think I've talked about this recently. You know, nobody's like out there trying to make sure your life gets better. You know, there may be people that love you that want to direct you in a certain way, but they've got their own shit to deal with. You have to take responsibility for yourself on a very profound level. Like you have to really understand like, yes, people care about you, but nobody is going to fix your life for you. There's no perfect someone that's going to come along and solve all your problems. All the pain that you deal with, they're not, the, the, the perfect partner is not going to show up and make it just dissolve. You've got to fix yourself. Okay, even if you find that perfect person, which I don't really believe in a perfect person, but even if you find someone that works, you still have to process all that stuff. You still have to work through all these insecurities, through all these things that you've you've had issues with in the past. And speaking of insecurities, I think this is the last point I'll make. Probably, it's, it, it irritates me. Um, <clears throat> another thing that happens when you start questioning yourself, not again, not in a way of like you know. <laughs> do I deserve to be here? And, you know, why do I suck so much? But like in, in, a, in the interest of being productive, how do I make myself better? Okay, so I'm, I'm identifying all the negative systems that I have. I'm identifying all the positive systems that I have. What are the bad habits? What are the good habits? Um, what are the things I'm getting kind of right, but I could do better? What are the things that, I'm, that, I, sh that I should stop doing or that just like I haven't even thought of yet? Or maybe I know that I need to do these things, but I haven't started. Whatever it is, when you, when you start doing this, you gain a lot of clarity in the relationships that you have with other people in general. So, for example, um, just speaking of insecurities, because I think it needs to be said. <laughs> a lot of times people will try to, you know, people are lying to themselves, too. So I'm not saying that this is a malicious thing or that people are out to get you or that they're super toxic or manipulative. But a lot of times in any kind of interpersonal relationship, people will try to manipulate you. And again, it's not necessarily like a diabolical thing, like they're trying to hurt you. They typically don't know, right? There are some people absolutely that intentionally manipulate people. They understand exactly what they're doing and they leverage their innate gifts of communication and empathy or whatever. And they, they utilize those, those skills in a negative way. And I'm sure we've all met these people. And some people do it a little bit maliciously. And then the rest of it is like, they don't really know what they're doing. And there's every like... There, there, it's a spectrum and there's, there's everywhere in between. So it's important to be able to get away from those people that are actually trying to use you, obviously. But then even in like a regular, let's say, relationship, it's, it, it's important to be able to, to identify, is this person actually thinking about what they're doing? Like if they're doing something that upsets you, for example, are they trying to upset me or are they 
doing it unconsciously because if they don't know what they're doing there's no sense of getting mad at them right if you try to explain to them like you know going back to the what i was saying earlier about like you dress a certain way for a certain reaction like your partner's going out dressed a certain way and you're feeling like you know like they dress up for certain people or they dress up in certain environments and it's like it doesn't make sense like something doesn't quite track it's like you obviously want attention of somebody and it's like the response that i always I personally get to it and the response that I see other people get to it as well is like, oh, you're just insecure. And there's this stupid myth that like we're supposed to be mature and just completely put our animalistic sexual nature to the side. And it's like, oh, yeah, men and women can just be friends. We can just be platonic friends. You should be friends with your ex. You should, you know, you should never try to tell your partner like, hey, I'm not comfortable with you wearing that. It's kind of ridiculous when you really think of it. And it only happens like in the West, as far as I can tell. When I was like in like, like certain parts of Europe, but like even like the further east you get in Europe, I feel like the people that you meet at the club or just out in public in general do not act even remotely the same way that people act in the United States. It's very strange and it got kind of frustrating for a while, but it's actually it's kind of it's kind of refreshing a little bit. The thing is <clears throat> if you have a situation where somebody is unconsciously signaling to other people that they are available, that's going to make you uncomfortable, right? If you have if that's in a relationship, if you have friends and these friends are spending time with someone that you consider an enemy and they know you consider them an enemy that's going to make them uncomfortable or it's going to make you uncomfortable right um if you are if you're if you're friends with somebody um or if you're dating somebody and like they're friends with their ex or whatever like there's any number of things like this and you can think of your own and it doesn't just apply to like romantic relationships it applies to people in general you always have one side somebody's doing something that is arguably wrong and maybe maybe it's maybe it's not um to them maybe they believe that things should be that way for again they're doing what they think is best and then the other person is caught in this situation where they have to either say no i'm uncomfortable with that please don't do it or this isn't going to work out between us this is my boundary or they can say, and that makes them look like the bad guy. It makes them look like, oh, they're trying to control this person. Oh, they're being petty. They're being insecure. They're being whatever. It's like, well, am I insecure? Or are you doing something that makes me feel insecure? Because there's a huge difference in that. There's a huge difference in that. And if you don't analyze yourself objectively as possible, you're not going to be able to tell the difference. And it's going to be easy for people to manipulate you. They're going to be, it's going to be easy for them to say, yeah, like you shouldn't feel this way. You're wrong for being upset about this, that, or the other. You, you are a bad person because you're trying to influence me in this way. And if you don't have the discretion or the discernment to look at that and say, no, actually, I'm very uncomfortable about this because I understand on some level that you are doing something wrong, right? Maybe it doesn't seem wrong to you, but it's like, you know, like the whole friends thing. It's like that, that goes back to our primitive tribal brain of like you know the alliances that we form the way that we 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 build these social hierarchies and a lot of um a lot of awkwardness comes from people just trying to figure out where they fall in that hierarchy right and it's like if you're if you're in an alliance with a certain group of people and then they're and you're you're supposedly pitted against this this enemy this perceived enemy and they're spending time with them like that is going to trigger something on a very deep biological level that you can't trust those people right if you're with somebody in a romantic relationship and they start sending signals of sexual availability you know to people besides you that again triggers something very deep very primal and it's not it's it's like you can sit there and say all day that like oh boy we should evolve past that we haven't though it is what it is. And it's like, you can sit there and rage against it and say, well, I'm going to do it anyway. And that's fine. I'm not telling anybody how to live, but you don't get to excuse yourself from the consequences of that. And the fact is that if you act in, you know, certain ways, you're going to produce certain results. It's just cause and effect. And a lot of times I just see a lot of people, and I kind of went through this too, who are just, they just feel bad for like a long time that like, you know, they, they don't trust people or they're, they're frustrated by what their friends said, or they, they feel slighted by these things. And they're like, everybody's telling them you're being crazy. You're being dramatic. You shouldn't be like, you're just insecure. You're just feeling bad. And it's like, sometimes it is insecurity, right? Like sometimes it genuinely is something that you need to work on, 
but you can't tell if it's something you need to work on or if it's something that they are doing wrong if you don't put the thought into figuring it out. You have to put the time and energy into reflecting on yourself, to understanding yourself on a very deep, um, visceral level, to having a very close connection with your unconscious. If, if you take the time to do that, you'll be able to discern between this is something that I need to work through versus that's actually a red flag. I need to set a boundary here. And it's very important to do. That's one of the most important skills that you can have um, when it comes to forming any kind of human relationship is understanding, am I reacting to them? Like, like, like how much of what I say is based off of logic and reason? How much of it is based off of some kind of like primitive instinct? Okay. And if I can realize I'm acting off of instinct, let's dig further into it. Okay. Is it something that I need to just like, I need to figure out a way to work through? Or is that actually my reptilian brain protecting me? Because, you know, however long of evolution has, has instilled in us that certain things are going to harm me, certain things are going to, you know, be dangerous to me. So I need to avoid those things and be aware of those things. And then you turn around and you understand that, look, the people that are doing it to you, like, yes, you have this certain self-awareness and you have this superpower. Now you can protect yourself from those people. But you also need to approach them with a certain sense of empathy because more than likely they are just reacting. They don't understand the stuff that's going on in their unconscious. They're not going out there trying to say, actually, I like you, but I want some other options. So I'm going to dress a little bit provocatively or I'm going to dress a little bit sexy tonight. They're probably not thinking that. Right. It's probably completely unconscious. And now if you're they're honest with themselves, they may be able to realize, hey, actually, on some level, I was doing that and I just didn't think about it. Right. But it doesn't necessarily make them a bad person. Right. Your friends, they may just genuinely like that person. They may never talk bad about you behind your back. Right. But they probably don't understand. Like they're not making an intelligent decision to say, well, you know, this guy and this guy don't get along together too well, but I, I just don't care. Like he can deal with the consequences. They're probably not saying that. And if they are, you should drop them as friends. But again, like they're probably not thinking that. It's probably just their their primitive brain that are pushing them around and they're taking the path of least resistance because they have an instinctual response to a situation. And our brains are very good at pushing us in certain directions. Um, our unconscious mind is incredible. And it's able to it get us to do things and without us realizing why we're doing it. And it can do the dirty work. It can say, you know, like to go back to the infidelity thing, like it can say, listen, my best chance of propagating the species, of ensuring my genetic, um, you know, um, output is to, to attract more partners, right? But I don't want the person, like I don't want the higher, the, 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 the conscious awareness to know that, right? Because if the conscious mind knows that I'm actually putting myself out there, it's going to screw it up right? It's going gonna, it's gonna to get guilty. It's going to feel ashamed. It's going to feel nervous when, when questioned and interrogated. What's the best way to lie to somebody else? To lie to yourself, to believe the lie, right? And we lie to ourselves constantly, whether it has anything to do with other people or not. So again, all this comes from self-reflection. Self it comes from getting to this point of being able to, to stop lying to yourself. That's really the, the gist of, of what I'm trying to say. And if you don't pay attention to this subtle currents that are running through your psyche, you're not, you're not going to actually notice them. You're not just going to stumble onto them. It's very unlikely. You may pick up on a few here and there and like, that's great. And that's just part of growing up, but you can expedite your growth significantly. Once you can identify all the systems and paradigms that you have in place that are not getting you the results that you want and changing them and also give energy to the things that are working and, and, and making them better, upgrading them. And that's all it is. When you learn to shift your perspective about something, it's analogous to getting a software update. Like you get better. You just think better. Once it's internalized and it's unconscious, you don't have to worry about it anymore. It's, it's there and it just helps you. It runs automatically without any need of assistance from you. So it's awesome. But you have to take the time to figure it out. That's what I want you guys to do. And I, I put some provocative things in here today because I want you to start thinking about this stuff. Um, you don't necessarily have to agree with me on things, but I want you to start thinking. I want it to spark some sort of insight, some sort of like self-reflection, like pick something, um, sit down and ask yourself, like, wh what, what would be the best thing that I could change in my life right now? Right? Like, am I unhappy? Okay. How can I be happy? You're smart. Figure it out. Like, I'm serious. Like sit down and think about how you can be happier, figure it out, develop a plan. What is making me unhappy? Let's figure that out first. Let's see if I can stop doing those things. Right. Um, am I fulfilled? 
Am I, is, do I have meaning in my life? You know, um, do I have, am I taking care of myself across all areas of existence? So not just like my work, not just my health, um, but also like my spirituality, also my relationships, also my creativity, also my intellect, whatever it is. You pick all these different areas of life. It's like, if one of them goes down and goes to hell, the rest are going to be dragged down too. It may not completely make your life collapse, but it's going to, it's going to affect everything else. Right. Um, so I start figuring out like, well, how can I be happier? Same thing with money. Like, how could I quickly make more money? Could I go to another job and use my experience here as a way to, to, to leverage a higher income? Could I, do I qualify now to have like three years of experience? I can go be a manager somewhere, right? Like you don't have to stay with where you are. Maybe I can switch industries. Maybe you need, maybe you need to go back to school. Maybe you just need to learn a skill, right? Like, um, during like COVID and everything, I was pretty dead set on being a DJ, forever and then i was like i just i was meeting all these people and i was i was seeing all this all these signs of wealth i was like how did you guys get started oh we're in sales maybe i need to go learn sales you don't need you don't need like um any kind of experience for that you don't need education for that so maybe i need to go do that and like it doesn't have to be that obviously but you know do you not have the relationship you want why figure it out like really think about it are you fulfilled? If not, then why? Figure it out. Think about it. I believe in you guys. If you want to talk with me about it, shoot me a message, hit me up on Instagram, whatever. Um, you can try to reach out to me on other platforms too. I try to respond. I've been having some issues with the website. So if the emails don't go through immediately, um, I apologize for that. Just hit me up on social media as well. Thank you for listening. Good luck, guys. Um, you may have noticed that the smoke alarm is not beeping in the background anymore. Sitting down, evaluating myself, analyzing myself, I realized it's stupid that I haven't fixed this in two months. Um, it's not because I can't. It's not because it's difficult. It's not because I don't have the money for a $4 battery. It's because I just didn't care. It just wasn't a big deal for me. But at some point, I realized, like, this is stupid. So I went and fixed it. And now I have tremendous anxiety because I got so used to it beeping every 30 seconds. Now it's not that I'm just in this state of suspense and it's driving me crazy. So I actually may put the broken battery back in there. We'll see what happens with that. But thank you guys uh, for listening and be sure to check out my website and uh, social media for any updates. And I'll try to get back in the swing of um, getting more episodes out to you instead of every other week. But peace out.